Welcome to the Rima Worship Center Sermons Podcast. We're here to help you know God, walk in freedom, serve others, and equip leaders. Our sermons are preached by Anthony Bauman, our senior pastor, or by one of our ministers or guest speakers. Each week, we'll provide spiritual guidance and insight that will help you to journey closer with the Lord. So join us today and be a part of something special, a community of faith, hope, and love. I want to give a shout out to a uh, to a person that works. Uh, I mean, extremely hard every single Sunday, and uh, you you may not see this, you you may not know that it's happening uh, around you, um, and you may just think that it happens. But I want to give a shout out to uh, to our deacon Jerry. Thank you very much for everything that you do. He does an amazing job. You know the the parking signs, the the uh, the flag, and and just uh, making sure that everything is great. Whether it's uh, whether it's changing a light bulb or whether it's uh, just uh, I mean whatever needs to be done in the house, he just does it, and he never asks for any recognition or anything. So I just want to thank you very much for doing that, and uh, he is just great. Hey, next week we start a new series called uh, Overflow. Have you ever felt like you're just not adequate, you're not enough? If that is you, if you have felt like you just don't have enough to give, you don't have anything or whatever, this series is for you. I'm going to show that little is much when God is in it. Hallelujah. And and I believe that that we're going to receive a blessing in that. Today, I want to talk to you on a message that I have actually preached here before. However, usually I I don't re-preach messages uh, in, the, in the same house. I, I don't like to do that. However, uh, I, as I was praying this week and, and, and saying, God, what do you want to bring out this week? What do you want to do this week? He said, keep going. He said, keep going. And I was like, well, that's great. All right, I'll keep praying. He said, no, keep going. And I was like, okay, all right. And so he brought up this message. If you would turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, we will be in the first verse and we'll, uh, we'll read a couple of verses. Hebrews chapter 12, and, and I'm going to take a drink, so talk amongst yourselves. Okay, I hope you're done because I am too. All right, so Hebrews chapter 12, if you would stand for the reading of God's word. Excited for today as well because we were we are adding uh, eight or nine people to the roll uh, to the row a roll roll there we go to the not row it's not death row I promise uh, anyway adding uh, twelve people no good lord nine pe- it just keeps going up and up and up we're adding eight or nine people to to the row at Rima Worship roll at Rima Worship Hebrews chapter twelve. I'm excited because of something. I don't know what I'm excited about, but here we go. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm going to read chapter, uh, I'm going to read verse one one more time. Lord, you're going to have to help me because I can't talk. All right. Therefore, since we, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, lay us, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run. Everyone say run. Run, run in, with endurance the race that is set before us. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject of keep going, keep going, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, one more time, I ask you to uh, put your hand over me, Lord, I pray that you will, you will uh, uh, help me to preach this message as you would have it. Lord, let it not be my words, let it not be my thoughts, but Lord, let only your words go forth, Lord, because your word will not return void. Lord, hide me far behind the cross, and Lord, do a miraculous work in this house today. Lord, I pray that all hearts, minds, ears, and souls be open to what you would have us to hear, what you would have us to learn here today. And it's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. The whole church said, amen. amen and amen. The author of this passage is uh, comparing our walk to God like a race. It sounds very familiar to Paul talking to Timothy in Timothy. In, in 2 Timothy ver, uh, chapter 4, verse 7. Now, the author of Hebrews is, is really unknown. Some people think it was Paul. Some people think it's other people. But we're not going to get hung up on that. I will say that God dropped in my spirit, keep going. It's so easy to look around us and to get so enamored with what's going on around us, with, with the stresses of life, with, the, with the, 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 the people talking about you, with, with deer hitting your car, with, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's so easy to get ensnared in that that we decide to just stop where we are, to just stop where we are. So how do we keep going? How do we keep going? You know, I, I've talked to multiple people that are like, you don't know what we have been going through. There's some people that have talked to me and say, Pastor, we're going through hell. We're going through just awful, just awful things. How do you keep going? You know, it's easy for, for you to hear it. It's easy for someone to hear, hey, we're going through a difficult time. How do we get, keep going? And you can say, well, just pray. Just pray, brother. Just pray, sister. Yeah, well, that's great. But how do we do that? How do we keep going in a difficult time? In our difficult season, how do we Keep going. The author of this, this verse gives a few examples of how we can keep going. So we're going to look at three. Number one, get rid of the weight. Get rid of the weight. He's talking about a runner here. And although I don't have much experience with running, praise the Lord. If I'm running, it's usually towards a buffet. 
it's usually towards a Taco Bell. But he's talking about a runner here and getting ready for a race. I know a person that, that does uh, this thing called, uh, called uh, couch to 4K, right? 4K? Is it 4K? What? 6K? 8K? 8K? What? 3K. I don't know. 4K. 4K is my television. All right. That's the kind of that's the kind of race I do. 4K. All right. So anyway, it may be a 3K. Anyway, couch to 3K. And so they claim that they can take you from a couch potato to a running potato and and you will be able to to do a 3K. I've never done it obviously. But I would imagine that the lighter you are, the better you can run. Just from, 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 from what I know about physics and what I know about the human body, the lighter you are, the better you can run. Now, this is not talking about sin. Right now, he is not talking about sin. He says, lay aside the weight. And then later, he talks about, lay aside the sin that so easily ensnares us. So this is not talking about sin. This right here is talking about all the things that you may have planned, all the things that you have committed to all the things that you have said yes to, all the things that you have said, yes, I'll do it, I'll, I'll handle it, I'll put it on my plate. It's talking about your commitments. Kirsty will tell you, I have a hard time saying no. You want to do this? Absolutely, I do. You want to do this? Absolutely. You want to start a business? Absolutely. I will come home at a random time and say, I've got a perfect business idea. And she said, okay, which business are you going to give up? I'm like, no, I'm going to add this. The other day, we're adding a, 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 a thing to our, to our business, and it's a laser. It's a laser engraver. And it is awesome. Like, I, I just think it's going to be great. I, I think uh, it's going to be really good for us. However, they put it on the front porch, and the thing weighs 233 pounds. It has handles. And I, I, I looked at Kirsty. I said, all right, so all we have to do is we have to take this from here, and we have to take it all the way to the back of our house. And she said, it weighs 233 pounds. So? No, it's, it's not sitting on the porch. I got it in the house myself. My back hurt. I got it inside the door by myself. I had to pick it up over the, just one part of it, not the whole thing. I ain't that strong, okay? This is fat, not muscle. I don't, I don't mean to ruin the, the, the illusion for you guys, but this is fat, not muscle. 
It does nothing. Anyway, except keep me alive when I don't eat. When I fast, I'm years from being in danger. So anyway, so I pick this thing up and I go down here and I got that thing and I go, hernia. And so I'm pulling this thing in and it takes up the whole door frame like me. And so I pull that thing into the door frame and I set it down. And then I got to thinking, I've got to get to the other side of it and push it into the door frame. Thank God my wife was not home to see this. I waited till she left. Because see, as much as she honors me and as much as she loves me, she's not impressed by me at all. And so if she were to see me pick this thing up, She would not be talking about my rippling muscles. She would be talking about the biofreeze that she's going to have to spread on my back that night. So anyway, so I go out the sliding glass door, go around our house, go to the front door. Thank God Mimi and Papa didn't see this either. Because they would have pulled up their little golf cart and just watched. And so, anyway, so I picked it up on that side too and I put it on a, I, I did do something smart. I put it on a, a, a rug and put it, yes. <laughs> I put it on a rug so it wouldn't scratch the floor. And I figured I'm just gonna slide it. It's a non-slid rug. It's a... <laughs> I was like, it's in the house. It's fine. So I put it in the house. And when Kirsty gets home, she opens the front door and she goes, huh. and then she has to go buy it or whatever. And I'm like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to move this to the back of the house. <laughs> and she said, who's we? <laughs> and I said, you, sweetie. And so we, we, we do it. We get it. But we have to take a gate down, and we have to, we, 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 whew, goodness, we, we pick that thing up, and we put it on another rug that have, has been flipped over so that it will slide. And then we get it to this thing that has to, has to pick up, what am I preaching about? Anyway, we have to pick it up and put it on this table. But we kept going. We kept going. You know, if, if we would have just left it on the front porch, it would be no use. It would be no use to us. If we just took it in the house, it would be absolutely no use to us. We had to keep going, even though it was hard, even though it was, it was back-breaking work, thinking that my back may never recover from this, thinking that our relationship may never recover from this. We have, if you've ever moved with Kirsty Bauman, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Ooh, good Lord. Moving a dresser with that woman. Pray, saints, pray. Anyway, but, but I'll have these business ideas and I'll just go for them. And Kirsty is like, you have got to settle down. 
He's saying, lay aside the weight that we pick up the commitments that we have. Lay aside the things that don't produce fruit in your life. Lay aside the things that don't produce fruit in your spiritual life. Amen. Come on. Come on. If you aren't called to it, you won't be equipped for it. Some people think, oh man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach. Hallelujah. You know, it, Preaching is the easy part. Preaching is the easy part of pastoring. Some people think, oh, I'm going to get up here and preach or whatever, but then they, they get in this word and they're like, I don't have anything to preach. There's nothing in this thing to preach. Well, you, 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 you may not be called to it. You may be called to assist. You, you may be called to... to do something else. On judgment day, you're not going to be called, you're, you're not going to be judged on what you did. You'll be judged on what you were told to do. So take a survey of your life right now and identify the things that can be taken away. Identify the things that are, that are holding you back. If I wanted to do the 3K or the 4K or 73K... I'd probably cut out the potato chips. I'd probably cut out the DQ blizzard. I'd probably forget that I have memorized the DQ blizzard menu (laughs) and probably put something like macros or nutritional facts in that part of my brain. I would lay aside something for the work that I've been told to do. So get rid of the weight. Number two, clean out the closet. Clean out the closet. When people come over to your house, we all have that one place that we dump stuff. When, when, it, when people give you maybe 10, 20, 30 minute notice that they are coming over, we all have that one place that we dump things into. Is that everybody or is that just us? Okay. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for being my people. Okay. We, when people come over, we, well, not family, but other people. When they come over, we used to dump this, this stuff in the, what we had a middle bedroom, right? This is before we had kids. And we would dump this thing, uh, this stuff into this middle bedroom. And God forbid you open up that middle bedroom. Because we would put that stuff in there and then close the doors. <laughs> and then be like, uh, people would be like, your house is so clean. Oh my goodness, this, you know. And then we, when they would leave, we would go and get the laundry and put it back on the couch. Is that not where y'all's laundry lives? <laughs> Either it lives on the couch or it lives in the dryer until it's worn and then goes in the washer. So anyway, the, the thing is, is that we try to do that with Jesus. When Jesus comes into our lives, we, we invite him. And what we do is we, we try to stuff things into the closet of our hearts and say, God, you can have all of me except that one. On, except that, that, 
door. I, I remember someone used to say, if Jesus were to come into your house through the front door, what would you do? What would you shove through the back door? Would you, would you quickly switch your TV show? Would you clear your browsing history? Would you, would you go hide the books that you read? Would you hang up on the phone that you were, uh, with the friend that you were gossiping with? Would you delete text messages? Would you make sure that Snapchat actually deleted what you sent? Um, what, what, what app would you delete on your phone? What this really is asking is where are you spiritually? What needs to be changed in your life? What needs to be changed in your life? The things that you hide from God, the things that you try to hide from God, I should say, are the things that are binding you. To put it a different way, the things that you hide are the things that bind If your guest came over and looked into that closet, you would probably embarrass, and, and your guest would probably laugh at you and go, yeah, we do the same thing. But they would probably never help you clean. I don't know many people that would come into our house and go, wow, this house is a wreck. Let's clean it. Because that sounds fun. And, and if you are that person that, that looks at a house that is dirty and says, hey, let's clean it, I want to know you. <laughs> and I want to invite you to lunch today at our house. But see, Jesus wants to look in the closet. When you invite Jesus into your heart, when you invite Jesus into your life, He doesn't just want some parts of it. He wants every part of it. He wants to look into the closet, and He doesn't want to just look into it, see the junk, and say, wow, that's bad, and close the door. He wants to look in the closet and say, you know, I can help you with that. If you would just invite me into this place right here, I can clean this out for you. He wants to go in. He wants to go in. He doesn't want to shame you. He, he wants to heal you. He, he wants to clean it up. He wants, to, he wants to give you a way to clean it up. You just have to give him complete access. A lot of us have said, God, you can have all of me except that one part of my life. Except this one part of my life, don't, don't look in there. Don't go there. What if we were to open up our entire world to him? Say, God, everything that I am, everything that I, that I hope to be, everything that I plan to be, Lord, you take it. Lord, you do your work in my life. So number one, how do we keep going? We we. we lose the weight. We get rid of the weight. Number two, we, we invite Jesus in or, or we clean out the closet. Number three, we look to Jesus. It's so easy to look at everything that's going around us, going on around us. This person is doing this and this person is doing that and my kids are crazy and, and my aunt has, has, says she has prostate cancer. And I mean, it's just... Like, I don't know 
Y'all never had that aunt? That's a true story, y'all. She's like a great, great aunt or something like that. I don't even really know how she's related to us, but she's related to us somehow. She may not even, the prostate cancer may have taken her out by now. I don't know. But anyway, it's so easy to look around and look at all the things around us and to get down. But really, it, when we start focusing on the money and we start focusing on the food and, and, and things that, 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 that we don't like going on in our lives, we start taking our focus off of Jesus. It's time to take your focus off of that stuff and put it on Jesus. Turn your eyes to Jesus. After you've lost the weight, after you've cleaned out your closet, it's time to just make time with the Lord. Paul says something awesome in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. It's time to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It's time to clean out the closet of the sin. It's time to get rid of the weight of all the things that you're not called to do. And it's time to keep going. It's time to keep going. I found that if I'm focusing on Jesus, the things around me don't seem so bad. I found that when my eyes are fixed on the Lord, the things around me don't seem to matter. It's time to be eternally minded instead of getting distracted by temporality. It's time to focus on the good things of the Lord. And it's time to keep going. If you would stand with me all over the house. Father God, as we're here today, Lord, we ask that you would help us to keep going. Lord, you have set a race in front of us. You have set a task in front of us. Lord, I pray that you would help us complete the race. Lord, that you would help us complete the task. Lord, you have called us to it. So Lord, I pray that you will lead us through it. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you do. I thank you for helping us. Thanks for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from Rima Worship Center. We hope that you've been inspired and challenged to grow in your faith. Come on out to our church in Odenville and join us for a Sunday service. You can find out more about what we're up to and listen to other sermons on our website, myremaworship.com.